0: Hello, I'm Sean. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad that you're listening today. For more information on all that's happening at Wellspring, please visit our website at www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. All right, take your, uh, take your Bibles, open them up to Hebrews chapter 11. We're going on... Part 2 of last Sunday's message, we had this real fancy uh, object lesson here, this, this real fancy poster, so we had to get as much use out of it as we possibly could, we have to go a second week on this, on growing in our faith, um, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 30, I just want to read one verse as we get started. <clears throat> Hebrews eleven thirty says, "By faith the walls of Jericho fell down. After that, after they were compassed about seven days, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down." As we read through this Hebrews chapter eleven, it's you know by faith uh, these men, by faith these women heard what God called them to do and obeyed. Ordinary people with extraordinary lives because they heard what God called them to do and they obeyed. These people, all of them in Hebrews chapter 11, they were not perfect people and they did not live perfect lives. And I don't even know what that would mean it, to, to live a perfect life. Uh, these people struggled. Yeah. The, that was actually part of their faith journey, their faith walk is that they struggled, right? Joshua here, the Bible says the people of Israel, they uh, for six days, they walked around one time. They walk around the, the walls of, of Jericho, and, and then on the seventh day, they walked around seven times, right? And on the last time, they blew the trumpet, and they, they had the ark of God, and all these things that they did... And you say, okay, if that's what they did for victory, if that's what they did for the walls to come down, is that what we're supposed to do? I mean, is this the process of victory? The process of victory is walking around the thing that we need to conquer, all those different things. That's not the process for victory. The process for victory is faith. Amen. And faith can be different. That's my point, that you just can't find out, you know, read one thing and say, okay, if that's what worked for them, that's what's going to work for me. What works for us is when we hear what God says, and, and specifically what I'm talking about, hearing what God says, it's what God has told us, revealed to us in His Word, and then we do it, right? Faith is the victory. That's what the Bible says in First John chapter 5, and verse 4. He says, for whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Do you want to be uh, an overcomer? you want to be victorious? Yes, of course we do. He says, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. This is how we're able to overcome. This is how we're able to see past uh, what's going on is through our faith. Have you ever heard someone say something like this? I feel like I've just hit a wall, right? I feel like I've just hit a wall. Uh, That can be in your Christian life, you know, you're going along, God's working, God's blessing, and then all of a sudden you just hit a wall, right? Uh, It can be in your career, it can be in your marriage, it can be just in your personal life in any which way, where you're going along and you just hit a wall. That sometimes happens in in our life. Uh, like Joshua but uh, we need faith we need faith in what God says you know you can't just uh, say I have faith I believe I believe I believe that the walls are, co- are going to come down It wasn't just uh, uh, faith in that the walls were going to come down it was faith in what God had said for them to do and so this is where it's at it's not just I have a wall that I've hit so I, I just believe it's going to come down no it's I have a wall that I've come up to so I believe in the God that can bring the wall down what he has revealed to me in his word if I obey it, if I do it. It was important that Joshua and the children of Israel did exactly what God told them to do. It was so strange. I mean, it was absolutely so strange that they would just go in to conquer this huge city uh, by just walking around it seven times, right? Uh, and, 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 but it wasn't about that. It was about believing what God had said and then doing it. This is how the wall's come down right when we come to a wall when we come to a spot in our life where we're not growing when we come to a spot in our life in our marriage in our personal life and all these things I think it's important for us to identify the wall and then take it to God ask for wisdom seek him in his word and his revealed word and have faith that what God says he will do and we should do that's what's going to bring the wall down I think it's interesting when we talk about just the wall. You know, some walls need to go up. Some walls need to go up to keep the world out. And I'm talking about in our spiritual life. Some walls need to go up. Some walls need to come down. There's some things we need to get victory over. Uh, and so there's some some uh, walls that need to be scaled. Some walls that need to come down. And I, don't, I can't help but think that, you know, when we're sitting here talking about walls going up and walls coming down, this all of a sudden real quick got political, but that's not what it is. <laughs> I want us to look at the next, the next verse in, in Hebrews 11. So by faith the walls came down with Joshua, but look at verse 31, Hebrews eleven thirty one. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. This, this, is, this is interesting. First off, she perished not. I, I think that by, by faith, uh, we, we, we perish not. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, right? That He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish. Uh, we we get the same blessing by faith that uh, that uh, Rahab had. I think that it's interesting just for our for our own Christian walk, and just does our religion good from time to time to see who's in the hall of faith. Yeah, amen. I mean, it just sometimes does us our religion good who's in the hall of faith, and uh, and uh, we got some interesting characters as you read down through here, and you say, why are they in the hall of faith? Why is Rahab the harlot in the hall of faith? I'll tell you why Rahab the harlot's in the hall of faith is because she pleased God. That's it. The reason why she's in the hall of faith is because she pleased God. Not everything that she did pleased God, of course, but some of the things she did pleased God, and that she believed Him. She believed him. Take your Bibles and just turn back to Joshua for just a second. Joshua chapter 2. She believed him, and that pleased God, and that saved her. Saved her family. Joshua chapter 2. Verse, you, you know the story is the spies are going in and Pick it up with me in verse 10. She's talking to the spies, Rahab, and for we have heard. I'm going to try and highlight that for a while as we go through these, just these last Heard, There's a, there is something about before we can have faith, we have to hear, right? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. She said, we heard how the Lord dried up the water and the Red Sea for you and when you came out of Egypt and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites and Uh, that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion, and Og, which were utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there uh, there remain any more courage in any man because of you. And then she says this, For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. This, this, you say why is Rahab in the hall of faith because she said the Lord your God is the God of heaven and the God of earth Amen. she understood who God was she believed who God was In verse 15 and she let them down by a cord through the window for her house was upon the town wall and she dwelt upon the wall you say why did you read that where she dwelt upon the wall because by faith Joshua the walls came down and by faith, Rahab, the walls stayed up. Yeah. By faith, Rahab, her wall stayed up when all the other yeah. walls around her were going down. I'm just trying to make a point that there isn't necessarily this pattern of what God does and how He does it. There's not this formula that if I do this, then the walls are going to come down. And if I do this, the walls are going to stay up. And I need these walls to stay up. No, it really just boils down to seeking God, what like yeah. He says, finding out in His Word when he's revealed to us, he says, believe it, and then he will do for us what we need. What we need. If we need the walls to stay up, he'll keep the walls up when we're believing. If we need the walls to come down, he can take the walls down. It's just like that, though. God's not one that you can put into a box. Unfortunately, we try to do that too often and act like there's a formula and all these things. And the formula is just hearing and doing hearing what God has said, seeking Him. Remember, we read that. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is. Rahab did that. Did she not? She believed that He was. Right? right? And that He was a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. It's really that simple as we seek after Him. Now let's turn over here in Hebrews, or you were in Joshua. Go right past Hebrews to James chapter 1. James chapter 1 take one person's faith and it does the complete opposite of what the other person's faith was. Why? It's because of what they needed. The whole wall came down except for Rahab's wall. Why? Because of faith. James chapter 1 verse 1 James a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes that are scattered abroad greet. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. I'm trying to make a, just trying to read it slow so we see that, 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 uh, that there's a trying of the faith, but the trying of our faith works something. It, it does something in our life. The trying of our faith works patience, but the patience have our perfect work. It says, let it do its work that we may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of, us, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Uh, Christian, if we need direction, if we need wisdom, if we need answers in our lives, where do we turn? This is important because I know this sounds very basic and simple, but you'd be surprised how how often when we lack wisdom, when we need direction, when we need answers, we go everywhere else but the Bible, and we have it. He says, "If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God." When you sit here this morning, uh, kind of with a clear head, it kind of kind of sounds absurd that we would seek anyone else.
1: God knows everything.
0: Right. He's eternal. He is all-knowing. hes He would say, well, that would just make sense that we would seek God, but we don't always. He says, if any lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. You say, well, okay, well, let me ask in faith. Um, seeking his word, his revealed word, and doing it. That's what faith is. Let him ask him faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For uh, let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord, for a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I I think there's multiple ways to think of that, but uh, uh, this double-minded man, as he is uh, using faith or using the seeking God as kind of an insurance plan, as a last resort, it's kind of like, what does the... What's, the, what's philosophy say? What's the wisdom of man say? What's my gut say? What's my experience say? A double-minded man, I'll try both things. He says, no, as we seek God, as we seek the Lord, uh, he says, no, you go straight for what God says, right? And don't waver. Whatever he says, he's going to do it. As, as, of, as absurd as it may sound at times, right? Right? Again, this is not blind faith. This is not a leap into the dark. It's a leap into the Word of God, a leap into the light. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not I heard this crazy voice and I'm following the voice. Uh, We do have the Holy Spirit, uh, but the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us and direct us and it won't contradict God's Word. He says the trying of your faith. We as Christians, we want to say we have faith, but we don't want it tried. He says the trying of your faith you, it 's really not a definition of faith unless it 's tried Faith is that we, do, we, we don 't walk by sight that we are walking by faith, so by definition, if we say we have faith, it must be tried i mean it must be it must go through the fire to see if it 's really faith he says uh, he says the trying of your faith uh, <laughs> We never want to be tried. Most of our prayer life, if we're, not, if, we're, if we're being honest, most of our prayer life is, and I don't think the Lord shames us for it, is basically, Lord, keep us from trials, <laughs> keep us from suffering, keep us from you know, temptation, which is fine, but sometimes he says, uh, you're not totally complete. You're not totally entire. You, you lack something in your life, so therefore there's a test. And by the way, we don't get to pick the test. Uh, it, it, it's almost... It's almost a waste of time for us to use all the the tests because your test is probably going to be different than my test. Uh, Our tests will probably be different because I believe that the Lord patterns them for what we need, the test. But by the way, the test is not so that we fail. The test is so we become complete. Abraham didn't get to pick his test. Noah didn't get to pick his test. Joshua didn't get to pick his test. Sarah didn't get to pick her test. Rahab, look at what he says, and just flip back. You hold your finger there, but in, in Hebrews, Hebrews eleven seventeen, it says, "By faith Abraham." Hebrews eleven seventeen. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, he was tried, offered up Isaac, and that he uh, that he had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence he also received him in a figure. Abraham's test was designed uh, for him to become complete, for him to become entire, uh, but he didn't get to choose the test. It's interesting to think that faith is at work faith works things in our lives. When we seek God's work, all of us can probably attest that when we go through a valley, when we go through a trial, when we go through something, our our prayer life goes up. And we usually come out of it, if we come out of it holding on to faith and following God, we usually come out of it better, closer to God, have learned some things, right? We come out a little more complete, a little more... Uh, uh, a patient. (laughs) Uh, He says there's some things that we're just not born with in our Christian character that we're lacking, that faith, when it's tried, brings about. These trying temptations, those work uh, strength, they work character in our life. Another way of saying this, and I know that this sounds kind of harsh this morning, but the struggle is good. Sometimes the struggle is good. If you'll look back at the the man, at the woman that you are today, uh, many many of, of the struggles that we went through made us who we are today. Would you agree with that? The struggle is good. Although we don't ask for it, the Lord won't put too much on us and more than we can bear. But he will try our faith. We will go through some struggles. It's like this all through life, you know. We we uh, respect our our uh, armed forces. We respect uh, the special forces, right? We respect those that serve our country and the ones that get to wear have the honor of wearing, you know, the green beret or the seal trident. Would you agree with that? Amen. The, the reason why we honor that and that they're honored is because of the struggle that they went through to get it. No soldier is just picked out of the crowd and says, you know, you look like you could be something, so here you go. You get this honor. No, each and every one. You, it, in other words, there's no shortcut. You have to go through the struggle. You have to go through the hardship uh, to be able to. You can't fake that. That's what I'm saying is you can't fake it. It doesn't matter the outside. It's what's, You're going to have to prove it through the struggle. And this struggle of our lives many times is things that God is adding. He'll add during those struggles if, we will, if it will drive us to seek Him, if it will drive us into His Word, if it will drive us into faith. There's so many times we even make the fault of trying to relieve everybody of their struggles and I think we should pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ we should help those around us if we have the ability to help them don't misunderstand what I'm saying but, but so many times I would just say uh, a generation where all the obstacles and struggles are removed it, it doesn't make for a gener- better more uh, character generation do you agree with that I think we have evidence of what was called the great generation don't we And what did they struggle? Well, they were born into and lived through the Depression. In other words, they went without. They struggled. And then while they were graduating high school and looking toward college, the Second World War came. And they struggled through that, both here and overseas, right? The, The folks that were left here struggled also. Would you agree with that as you look back at how everybody was involved in this? They struggled. But listen, they were, did it hurt them in the long run? No, it didn't hurt them. They became what was a strong, great, character generation of people. Why? Because of the struggle. I'm not saying we should pray and ask God for the struggles. I'm not, and you know I'm not. I'm just saying when we go through some things and hardships in our life, we can have hope. That God is with us and he'll see us through it. And those struggles and hardships and things that we face may be adding things to us. And we can take this time to drive ourselves to his word, to his, uh, to his truth, and, and seek him in it. You know Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. In all thy ways, in all thy ways acknowledge him. Right? all thy ways. We as Christians have this again disconnect where we only acknowledge him in part of our ways. That's the mistake. We should acknowledge him in all our ways and he will direct our paths. We're trying to waver. We're back and forth, double minded. That's not faith. Faith is all in. It is just what we said here. It is. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We as Christians have to have our ears open, seeking the Lord, going to him, seeking, like this, saying, listen, Lord, we know that you're speaking, we know that you're speaking through your word. I just, I just have to say, there is no shortcut, I'm a little bit repeating last week, but maybe we need it. There is no shortcut to growing in our faith outside of the word of God. The experiences that we have, they affirm our faith. They do not create our faith. Our, our faith comes from the Word of God as we seek it in His Word. Thus saith the Lord, and I believe it. I saw it here in black and white. Again, it's not flying faith. I saw it here in black and white. I even highlighted it here. This is what God said, and I believe it. That's why I have faith for salvation. Right? That's why I have faith for it. I know that there's a heaven. Why? Because God said it. I know that the world was created in six days and God rested on the seventh. Why? Because God said it. Seeking His Word in all these things. I believe that His Word is powerful enough to give us all the answers that we need as we seek it. I believe that it's supernatural, that it's relevant today just as much as it was as the day it was written. You're in, you're in James, look at, look at uh, verse 21. James 1, verse 21. James 1, 21. The Bible says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. So there is a faith comes from hearing, but then you have to do something with it, right? You have to believe it. You have to do it. Or only deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, this is, by the way, this is the perfect law of liberty. This is our mirror. That is, that is important. This is our meal. No one else is our mirror. We don't look for anybody else to say, you approve of me. And we don't look at anybody else, and I'm not trying to say you just do everything for yourself, but you don't look at somebody else and say, that's who I need to look like. That's my model. No, no, no. We look into the perfect law of liberty and say, God, now, now tell me what to do. Now tell me where to go. Now tell me how I should look. Tell me as I look into your word, my mirror. As you teach me, he says, he that looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, and being a forgetful hearer, uh, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So he says, there's blessing from hearing and doing equals blessing. Hearing and doing equals blessing. You say, are you you one of those? Uh, You know, name it and claim it, blessing type preachers. um, Maybe it should be said a little different. Instead of name it and claim it, it should be read it and do it. Right? Instead of name it and claim it, read it, find it in God's word, seek it out, find it in God's word, and then do it. And there you go. I heard I heard uh, one preacher preaching about the name it and claim it. He says, yeah, you can name it and claim it, but don't forget it comes with payments, right? You can name it and claim it, but don't forget that. Sometimes that's what we have to do is we have to seek it in God's Word and then do it. This is the blueprint. The difference between a hearer and a doer is this is the blueprint, right? That's a simple, simple analogy here is this is the blueprint. It doesn't, it's not hard to have the blueprint. We didn't design it. Somebody else drew the blueprints. Somebody else designed the blueprints. Right? Nothing hard about having the blueprints. You know what's hard? You know where you know where the rubber meets the road is. We go into construction. Right? We're gonna we're gonna go into construction here in a few months. Uh, that's when the real rubber is gonna meet the road. Right? And we start building it up. Nothing hard about the blueprints. You can have the Bible and you can look at it all day long, but unless you start building on what He says, this is where our faith is going to get tried. It's during the building process. When we start going up, this is where the faith is going to get tried. Take, take your Bibles. Jesus used this. let leave it in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. <coughs> This is a familiar passage to you. Verse 21. He says, uh, Now everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, uh, shall enter into the... Not not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of the Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon the rock. Right? This is where the building starts coming. Is when we hear and then we start building. Right? In order to get on the rock, that's the right foundation. Right? Jesus Christ is rock. Sometimes you say something, you'll hear someone say something like this. Man, I've hit rock bottom. Right? Have you ever heard someone say, I've hit rock bottom. I say, well, very good. Now we can start building up. Right? We have to get to rock in order to start building. We have to get to a solid foundation. We have to get off of the shifting sand. Right? I think it's a good lesson to find out that, listen, if we're trusting in the world, that's shifting sand. Sometimes we may have to go through a struggle or two to find that out, that we've put our trust in the wrong things. Right? But that's good. If it causes us to dig down deep, right? Dig down deep and find the rock. It takes a little more work to go down deep and find the rock. Our Christianity, I think, sometimes we just want an instant, right? But but this isn't instant Christianity. This is something where we're going to have to dig down deep and find the rock and then start building up. You say, how is the building done? Hear the word, look at the blueprints, and then go to work as he says it. He says, Therefore whoso heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon the rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. There's The storms are going to come, right? There is going to be some things that test or try our faith to see if we are built on the rock or not. Verse 26 and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not. Shall be likened unto a foolish man that built his house upon the sand. And the winds the rain descended and the, winds, and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Verse 29, And he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. You know why? Because this is our authority. The Word of God is our authority. If we'll have that faith to say, listen, I trust that this is God's Word. I'm going to seek it out. I'm going to seek into God's Word and then to the best of my ability, do it. A hearer and a do it. Take your Bibles and look at Mark chapter, Mark chapter 10. You know what's hard about faith? Sometimes. His faith has nothing to do with sight. Amen. The things that are temporal, uh, those are the things that are seen. The things that are eternal, those are not seen. It, by default, it's just so easy for us to just look around and try and make all of our decisions based on emotion and what we see and what we hear and all these sort of things and as far as the world's concerned. Uh, but he said, no, we have to, we have to buy, walk by faith. And not by sight. Look at, look at the story in Mark chapter ten, Mark chapter ten and verse forty six. Mark ten forty six. And when, and and they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of uh, Atmeas sat by the wayside begging. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. I, I think that's interesting. As he's, as he's sitting there thinking, this is, this is my one hope. <laughs> he's walking by. And people are telling him to be quiet. Uh, my goodness, sometimes there's a, there is a time to be, uh, to cry out to the Lord. And when you're in need, and it really doesn't matter who else is around, it really doesn't matter if you need the Lord. The people will be telling us what to do and how to do it. But I'll tell you what, we just need to stay seeking after Him, calling after Him. They, they commanded Him not to do it. He should hold His peace. But He cried the more. A great deal. I mean, he made a scene. That's what I'm trying to say. Blind Bartimaeus, he said, they're telling him to be quiet, and he just went louder and made uh, to a great deal. Uh, he said, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? (laughs) I just think this is so interesting how the Lord, this blind man, he's sitting there begging, "Uh, what do you think that he wants, right? I mean, what do you think that he wants? But Jesus wants him to tell him. What is it that you're calling me? What are you calling me for? Amen. You have an issue in your life. You have problems in your life. What do you want? What do you call me for? Come to me. Seek me. But then be specific on what it is that you need and what you want. And this blind man, he, didn't, <laughs> he says, uh, the, the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He knew that Jesus could heal him. He knew that Jesus could. He went to the right place. He knew that, that Jesus could uh, give him sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Look at this. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Amen. This man, I, I read this because we're supposed to walk by sight. Blind Bartimaeus, from that day forward, walked by faith. He walked by faith. He had sight. Why? Because of his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We may be suffering through some things in our lives. Uh, We may be going through some struggles. Have hope that the things that we are struggling with, the things that we have in our lives, are maybe designed. You know, have you ever said something like this? What is going on? Like, you're looking at the, the situations in your life and you're like, what is going on? What is going on? I can't see it. I can't understand it. Uh, maybe this is time to start seeking God and His Word and find out, hey, Lord, what is my next step? What is the next direction for me? I believe it. I'll trust it as you do it. We're to walk by faith, and He can add to our faith. As we, as we grow, uh, we have to grow by faith. We have to grow as men and women of faith in his word in what he says. Take your Bibles and turn to Second Peter last passage, Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter, Peter one, let's start in verse five. He says, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. I just want to stop there. Uh, We as believers should be given diligence. We should be paying attention that we're adding to our faith. How would we go about adding to our faith? If we were to add to our faith, how would we go about adding to our faith? Hearing God's Word, the blueprint, and then going to work doing it. As the Holy Spirit reveals truth, as the Holy Spirit reveals things in our lives, this should begin to transform and change our... This is how our mind is transformed. This is how our mind's actually renewed. And he says that we're... The Bible says, you know, you're saved, you're born again. That's a one-time thing, but, but we, we may be renewed day by day. Right? Our mind can be renewed. How, how is that? Going to his work. Seeking him in his work and then allowing it to work out. He says, add to your faith virtue, strength, Right? and virtue, knowledge, and knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. All these things are going to be added to our life through faith, by faith. These things are going to be added by faith, through faith in our lives. Uh, uh, brotherly uh, to, to godliness, brotherly kindness, verse 7, and brotherly kindness, charity. And if any of these things, if, if these things be in you and abound... They make you that you shall be neither barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, if we're adding to our faith, if we're seeking God in his word uh, um, and doing it, this will make us fruitful. This will make us fruitful in Christ. But, he says in verse 9, here's the warning. Verse 9, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see Afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. In other words, as we see the terrible shape of blind Bartimaeus, but he was—he he was a beggar. But God raised him up and gave him gave him uh, sight. Now he's walking by faith with the Lord Jesus Christ. It is possible. It is possible for us to have our sight, but to be blind beggars because we can't see anything spiritually because we're not walking by faith. All of the things that are going on in front of us and in our world, we're just, spiritually we're like this. Spiritually we can't see anything. We have no clue. We have no understanding. Isn't that what he said in Hebrews 11? By faith we understand. By faith, we understand. So without it, we're going around we have no idea. We're asking other people their opinion on what God's will is in our lives and all these things. Why? Because we have no idea because we're not going into His Word by faith to seek it. He says this in Revelation three seventeen and 18, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. You know what he says? You think because you have the earthly goods, you think because we have uh, all the food that we need and shelter and clothing and riches that we need that we are spiritually okay. And he says, no, 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 no. Spiritually, you're wretched, (laughs) miserable, lacking faith, lacking these things in our lives to be able to see. He said, I counsel thee. I counsel, here's this counsel, uh, to buy gold tried in the fire. And Again, this is not a death wish on any of us that we need to go through the trials, that we need to go through the fires in life, but we can say uh, in our tribulation, God can bring joy. In our tribulation, God can bring joy even in our trouble. And in our tribulation, in our struggle, if it drives us to our to seek Him and to go after Him, then this will end up being a blessing in our lives. As I face my trial, as I face my tribulation today, ask God. Any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Not wavering, not double-minded. So here's what it is. I'm facing a trial, I'm facing a tribulation. Thus saith the Scripture. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to, I'm going to read it and do it. Read it and claim it, right? As God's Word, by faith. This is the same way that we receive our salvation. This is the same way that we continue our walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. As we close, are we hearers of the Word? What are we hearing? We, we control, I think, what comes into our ears. And then we control what we, what we do with, him. what are we hearing? Are we hearing God's Word? Are we seeking Him? Are we diligently seeking after Him? See what He says and do it. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. We'd love to hear from you and learn how you've been encouraged or challenged by this podcast. Please leave a comment on the Contact Us page on our website or... You could write to us at P.O. Box 641, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. Feel free to visit us anytime that you're in the Springboro, Ohio area.